This podcast is brought to you by Cross Catholic Outreach. Last year, Cross Catholic Outreach provided over 30 million meals to families in need around the world. Join us in our global effort to reduce material and spiritual poverty. Learn more at crosscatholic.org bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Aloha and good morning. Baylor University plays their first football game this coming Saturday. College football is happening. Praise God. So great to have college football. Uh, good morning, Cocoa Beach, Florida. Uh, we uh, sold our condo here so because uh, we're going to be living in Hawaii most of the time. So we've been moving so I'm about to go get my trailer, my motorcycle trailer, and uh, and pick up the last of the few heavy things, and uh, and then uh, we're just about moved out. So I don't know. We'll be coming to you from the beach someplace. We're renting a condo for a month until we go back to Hawaii. Good morning, John. Aloha. Good to have you. Good to have you with us. If you're here, uh, say aloha. Tell us where you're from. So we're reading in the Catholic Catechism. Why do we love the Catechism? Because it's the combination of faith and reason, fide et ratio. Going back to the earliest writings of the Church, of course, starting with scriptures, which, of course, the Church, the Catholic Church gave us, uh, canonized, established the table of contents. As we know, the Bible is really not a book. It's more of a library of all kinds of different kinds of books. And so it's important to have a teaching authority that says what helps us understand what things mean and um, not text proofing and pull a scripture out here or there but actually looking at scripture within its entire context it's very important aloha pat gervais don't forget you're taking me a week from friday to the airport because i've got to go speak i get to go speak in orange texas so new jersey along the shore cool john good to have you with us so in uh, paragraph 597 the historical complexity of Jesus' trial is apparent in the gospel accounts. The pers- this is interesting. The personal sin of the participants, uh, first, uh, firstly Judas, and then of course the Sanhedrin with the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees. And then there was Pilate, and there was also Herod, uh, is known to God alone. Hence, we cannot lay responsibility for the trial on the Jews in Jerusalem as a whole, despite the outcry of the manipulated crowd and the global reproaches contained in the apostles' calls to conversion after Pentecost. And so it's important. Jesus was crucified basically by a mob. Pilate was concerned about a riot. So he, and as were the Jewish authorities. The main reason for killing him really wasn't so much because of what he taught as the fact that he could cause an uprising. Uh, 
uh, mob rule uh, crucified Jesus, and we see that in the streets today, mob rule. Uh, think about mobs, think about people that riot like that, the people who are so divisive, um, eventually, they, they're, because they're divisive people, they begin to be divisive among themselves, right? Divisive people, um, a group of people like a schism that schisms off from the Catholic Church, they eventually have more schisms within them, right? Because divisiveness causes more divisiveness. Uh, Jesus even said um, that uh, no kingdom divided against itself shall stand. Aloha, Terry. Glad you're with us. Let us know where you're watching from. So Jesus himself, in forgiving them on the cross, and Peter following in suit, both accept the ignorance of the Jews of Jerusalem and even of their leaders. Still less can we extend responsibility to other Jews of different times and places based merely on the crowd's cry. His blood be on us and our children. That's their cry, but Jesus is always working to forgive everyone if we accept that forgiveness. His blood be on us and our children, a formula for ratifying a judicial sentence. As the church declared at the Second Vatican Council, neither all Jews discriminated at that time nor Jews today can be charged with the crimes committed during his passion. Jews should not be spoken of as rejected or accursed as if they this followed from Holy Scripture. So the Jews of, of the time, the, the Jews even of that time when Jesus was crucified, you can't lay the charge on all of them, only those who, who, uh, who participated, nor can you uh, lay that charge on their descendants. And that's why I think this whole thing about reparations is so wrong. Um, you know, I live in Hawaii, and I understand the Hawaiian nation, the, 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 the suffering of the Hawaiian nation uh, as first England and then Russia and eventually the United States. Um, took that territory over, basically. Uh, the unfortunate thing about the islands is they would have been taken over by someone, just fortunately, they were taken over by by the United States. Uh, England was was very brutal with their, their colonies in, uh, in Russia as well. Um, but the thing is, is when people look at me, I'm a Howley, that's called to have no breath. Uh, someone who's not from the Aina. I'm Kama Aina because I live there, but I'm not, I wasn't born on the Aina. Um, you you took our land from us. Well, I'm Ukrainian. No one ever stops to ask about the 11 million uh, Ukrainians that uh, Stalin uh, basically murdered when he took our wheat, not only our wheat, but took our seed for our wheat for the next year. We also have suffered. Most of the, the Howleys in the mainland have suffered. <laughs> Most of the people that came here, whether it's the Irish potato uh, famine or the Ukrainians fleeing Stalin, uh, so many that are here, even the Protestants that first came here, were fleeing um, uh, persecution. And so um, other, others came as conquerors, but uh, we're all kind of bozos on the same bus and this whole concept of reparations. I, me, a Ukrainian who's, who's parents, my, my great-grandfather had to swim to get on the boat to get to, uh, to come from the Ukraine to uh, meet his family. 
who was already on the ship and sailed to America and then become a, a, a wheat farmer and a coal miner in North Dakota, I don't think we owe reparations. We've all, we, we can't uh, continuously look back at the, the sin of our, our families, nor can we look at history in light of today. Um, in, in, in historically, everyone back in, the, in that era had slaves. Rome, uh, half of the Roman population were slaves in the, in, the, in the population of the city of Rome. Of two million people, one million were slaves. Um, the whole world economy was based on slavery, as terrible as that is. Uh, Paul, of course, uh, when in his writings to Onesimus, he said, you know, I'm sending this slave who, who escaped from you back to you. He wanted to come and serve me, but he, he, he illegally left you. I'm sending him back to you, uh, but I ask you, Philemon, to free Onesimus, to free him. So, yes, we, want, we wanted to see freedom from slavery way back then, but um, it was a process uh, around the world of people gradually realizing the dignity of the human being and, uh, and gradually becoming more and more uh, uh, just. But to, lay the, to, uh, to, to uh, look at America and say it's a horrible, horrible country, we have high aspirations. Our, our founding fathers had high aspirations. Um, and over time, those aspirations were realized. But it's very important to not judge the past based on today's standards, and it's certainly not just to tell me to pay reparations for something that someone of another uh, nationality, I guess, or whatever did when my own people, the Ukrainians, were being starved to death by Stalin. So let's start to get a little bit more real. And that's what the Catechism is saying today. You can't pass, um, even though the mob cried out, let his blood be on our children, um, that can't be held against the Jewish people of today, you can't hold it against all the Jewish people of the time when Jesus was there, nor can you hold it, that charge against them today. And I think that we should apply that same uh, social justice teaching to this whole uh, thing about reparations. We want to be a society of opportunity, not a, si a society with a safety net. To the extent uh, slaves were taken care of, right? Slaves were. Um, you know, maybe not very well, but they were given a place to, to live, they're given a, they were given food. To the extent that you're dependent on someone else to pay for you is to the extent that you're enslaved by them. To the extent that you are reliant on the welfare state is to the extent that you're enslaved by them. I'm going to give you free housing, which if you accept that means you can't go out and get a higher paying job, right? Because eventually you'll lose that free housing. So what we want for our for our, especially our, our, our minority population, but for anyone who's, who's poor, is to have the opportunity uh, to, to uh, take risks, to fail, to take risks, to fail, to take risks and succeed. Uh, you know, I paid my way through college. Uh, my dad helped a little, but I, I didn't have uh, that kind of financial support. I had to get halfway, to, luckily at home, I did have parents that really wanted me to get a good education and I always pushed me to go to college. But it was basically on my shoulders to get my, myself paid through college. And so I had the opportunity. I had to work three jobs. I worked as a flight uh, baggage handler at a small airport on the weekends, which was kind of not a lot of work, so I got to study while I was there. 
I worked at CPA firm in the afternoons and I waited tables two or three times a week uh, uh, so I could get free food. So um, there's a way. So those of you who are listening, they're up against it. Ask the Lord and believe that the Lord will make a way for you to prosper, that your, that your dreams can come true. Whenever I pray for my wife, Cindy, and by the way, today's our, uh, our, our, fifth, our third anniversary of our betrothal in Santorini. Uh, I always pray for her, and the last words I always pray is, and may her wildest dreams come true. Because the Lord plants new and right desires in our hearts, and then He wants us to believe and to pursue them. To, uh, to always have a bigger, uh, a beautiful vision that, here's the key, you want a vision that's, that you cannot accomplish if you remain the person you are today. You want to have a vision that causes you to grow. In other words, the vision causes you more to become than to gain. You want to have a, a vision, whether it's to uh, build a business or whether it's to you know, raise a family or whether it's to start a TV show called Long Ride Home. Long Ride Home was probably the hardest thing I've ever done or is the hardest thing I've ever done. Extremely, extremely hard uh, and challenging me in ways that I, where I don't have my natural gifts. Most of it is my natural gifts, but some of it is just very, very uh, daunting. Um, and so, it, but it caused me to grow. It, it really exposed a lot of my weaknesses. So be uh, expectant that God doesn't want mediocrity. God wants you to live, take the gifts that he's given you and live life to the fullest. I want to do a special shout out to my nephew Jack, who uh, is at the age of 16, goes to daily mass, and to all of my Ohana, um, uh, remembering that my father was uh, put to rest yesterday. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I will pray for you. I know you guys love it when I pray that in Hawaii. Makaeno okamakua kekeki ameka uhana hemalele. Keiki, by the way, means child. Kekeki, I love that. Uh, and it's the male, the male child. The, so in the name of the Father, kekeki, and of the Son. I love you guys. Enjoy the sunrise just a bit while I have a sip of coffee. Everybody that's there, um, please press the share button, and then you participate in the ministry. Uh, I want to pray. Uh, thank you, John, for joining us, and uh, I invite you to go to our website if you haven't already, deepadventure.com. Aloha, ahui ho, viva Cristo Rey. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seeing the rise in mindfulness meditation? but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app.
slash breadbox.